your source for all things Texas Tech. This is the Ask Level Podcast from Double T 97.3. Hey, what's happening? Welcome into another episode of the Ask Level Podcast, episode number 26, alongside Chris Level. I'm Choice Woodman. Appreciate you joining us once again this week, and what a week it was. Pretty uh, busy sports week overall, but a pretty good week if you're a Texas Tech fan. You got to see Patrick Mahomes win a Super Bowl. Uh, got to see Texas Tech basketball get up off the mat and pry their way back into to some relevance conversations. Uh, Mac McClung won a, a slam dunk competition for you, so it, it was a pretty, uh, pretty exciting week level. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think uh, you kind of riding the wave here uh, mm-hmm. lately, but uh, yeah, it's a nice little stretch uh, that you're on. Um, and anytime you beat Texas in any sport, uh, that is that is always uh, fun. And you got a big uh, big win over the Longhorns uh, this past uh, week uh, at home, uh, which I don't think will be the last trip for them to Lubbock, Texas, from a basketball standpoint. I'm not sure what the the other sports uh, look like, but I do, I do think you'll get at least one more trip from them in yeah. hoops. And it's, but it's still, it's nice, nice to beat those guys always. Uh, that is, that is a lot of fun. And yeah, Patrick Mahomes, uh, you know, I think, I don't know what we would say that hasn't already been said, but uh, best player in the league face of the league i mean all those things which is for a 27 year old that's only been playing professional football for about five years that's pretty pretty stout so unfortunately only one way to go from here and that's down uh so hopefully (laughs) that doesn't that doesn't happen for for a while but uh yeah gonna i guess he's gonna have a new offensive coordinator as eric Bieniemy is is gone but that was probably andy Reid's baby anyway so anyway um yeah, and baseball season underway That's uh, right. in the midst in the midst of of that. So for those that are interested in that, so anyway, but yeah, and 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 Joey's staff is under contract. Uh, That's right. I thought was a big was a big deal. So choice, I'll let you spin the spin the old topic <laughs> wheel, and away we go. Right? Okay. Well, let's start with the the hottest topic, which is one of the hottest teams in the Big Twelve right now, in, in Texas Tech basketball, uh, Red Raiders. You know, we, we're sitting here two weeks ago saying you're close to win out territory to have any sort of chance. And you've done close to that. Now there's still, it's still very much an uphill climb, but you have won games against three top 15 teams, uh, went on the road and beat the team. That's basically ahead of you. If you're going to get into the tournament, that's kind of the one you have to, to knock out of that conversation in West Virginia. So it's, they're not dead what's the the meme of the uh I believe you're the wet wrestling guy the undertaker is that who it is that <laughs> it's it, that raises up from the dead uh, yeah. it, it feels like that's texas tech basketball right now and uh <laughs> if anything it's just nice to see this team finally finally starting to click yeah yes it is uh i think uh i think they're showing uh some life for sure. Mm-hmm. And I think probably making some parts of the rest of the league fairly nervous, mm-hmm. uh, just because they are in some ways playing spoiler, uh, and in other ways kind of trying to revive their, their hopes of, uh, of postseason basketball. 
And and you're right. When you're sitting there at zero and eight in the Big Twelve, you, at that point, you, you you are saying, okay, what's the future of this program? Right. Is the coach safe? Is he on the hot seat? What in the world has happened? And you're still, as we sit here and chat, you're still four and ten. You're, sure. you're not where in any way where you want to be. But I think that with the healthy team that you're putting on the floor or you know healthier uh you're not completely healthy but you're you're as close as you've been i think you see that now you're starting to get in kind of a rhythm and you've kind of got some continuity and you've got uh mainly some confidence because you know it, it was you're three and ten prior to the west virginia game and all three wins are at home okay mm-hmm. well it, th- then so that the, the next challenge is you've you've got to go take this show on the road. You've got to carry that momentum and confidence to go do it in somebody else's building, and and you you've you know you were able to do that because here's the the problem with whatever whatever happens from here going forward because you're now no longer in last place in the Big Twelve. I think you've given yourself uh, right. a chance here to make the last couple of weeks interesting. Is that Oklahoma and West Virginia have only won one road game? the entire season both of them have and and it was the games in lubbock texas and those are the games that now what they've done with west virginia though is that you've kind of nullified it a bit because you won in their place now this team's gonna have to do the same thing in norman oklahoma in a place that hasn't exactly been the easiest uh for texas tech but yeah, man, you 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 you've given yourself a, a bit of an opportunity, and it's realistic. I mean, I, I'm not sure. It you is. know, th- th- there's a lot to still to get done, and you're still like, you, you know, you're on your eighth or ninth life here for this cat that, <laughs> that you just can't kill. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's got the nine lives. But I mean, you you you've put yourself in a in a situation now where okay, this is this is attainable, but. Again, a lot's going to still have to happen, but this looks pretty good right now. Looks pretty good right now. Yeah, I, a lot mm-hmm. still has to happen, but we, we there were conversations being had of well, this team even win another basketball game. Like there, yeah. there were those those sorts of conversations. Just and they were fair. Ago. Yes, yeah, <laughs> they like were fair. Like where are you going to see? How could you even beat that team or this team? But now you're looking ahead, and you've got four regular season games left. And really, to get in a true territory where you could get in a large bid, you've got to win three of those. And that's it's plausible now, which is kind of crazy to even fathom that from where this team was just, again, a few weeks ago. Yeah, you know, and, and I'll, I'll actually disagree with that, I think. I, think I don't think... Win no, I actually... Oh, I, I think depending on... And again, here's the here's the just the... The unknown. Okay. If if you win two of your next, you know, four regular season games, you're not going to be punished for for anything that happens in Lawrence, Kansas. Okay. They're a one seed. It's at their place. But if you win two of the other three, and you know, which is in Norman, you know, and 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 then the other two at home versus uh, TCU, which will be a monster game Mm -hmm. for you, and and then obviously at home versus Oklahoma State. If, if Oklahoma State plays well enough to where their net ranking is high enough, you know, no, no matter who you beat other than Oklahoma, th- those mm. are those are quad one wins. I, I, I think, again, 
depending on what else happens out there in the college basketball world and and all those things, I, I think they're going to be in the conversation if they win two of their next four. Now, that doesn't even factor in what needs to happen at the conference tournament, and sometimes that right. is more weighted than others. It, it's going to depend on who you end up playing with and how that data factors in and all those things. But if, if Oklahoma State is is got – you know the the right rating on it if you if you win your two other home games you know i'm again i'm not saying that you've guaranteed yourself you could win three of the next four and be better than what you're saying here and you still it's still not be good enough you just don't know however i guess my to wrap it up my point is that this is a unique year man and it's it, the you're Big right. 12 is heavily weighted the data you know, don't believe the eyeball test. Don't believe the talking heads. Just look at the numbers. Yeah. And the numbers would tell you that you make and go six and 12 in this league. That's but I'm crazy. telling you, if you go seven <laughs> and 11 in this league, I, I almost would say that you've guaranteed it. Yeah. Um, isn't yeah. that crazy? Cause we've never seen that before. We, we have it, but the, you're right. This is such an anomaly of a basketball year for everybody, but specifically the big 12 where we've never ever on paper seen a league this tough but the eyeball test it it passes the eyeball test too if you watch big 12 basketball night in and night out yeah no doubt uh i i think and just to to so people can grasp this you beat west virginia over the weekend you have the exact same overall record and the mm -hmm. exact same conference record as the right. mountaineers do Depending on where you look, now you you didn't do them any favors because you you beat them. Yeah, but they are solidly in. I, I say solidly. Maybe that's not necessarily fair. They are in every bracket. You know that, that right you now. look at yeah. projection. Now they are the 10, 11, 12 range, which is you're 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 very much on the bubble. Your last team in kind of category. Yep. Uh, but again, they have now the only difference there is, is they have a, a bit of a, a stronger non-conference schedule than you did. And you just picked a bad year one to be hurt and be young, but you also picked a bad year to play teams that in normal situations would be really, really good. Yeah. Like the LSUs of the world, like the Georgetowns of the world, sure. like the Louisville's of the world. I mean, mm -hmm. there's so many other years yeah. where Louisville is absolutely a tournament team or Georgetown is very, very relevant. In the last a couple of decades, LSU has been, uh, you know, at or sure, near yeah. the top of the SEC standings, but uh, th this was just, they're, they're not doing you any favors. And so that's kind of the difference there between you and, West Virginia, but you can kind of eliminate a lot of that if you take care of uh, business, you know, because here's the thing. If you win in Norman and you win your home games, uh, and I would tell you the toughest game of those three easily is going to be TCU at home. Mm -hmm. Okay. Make no mistake about that. Uh, you know, I'm not even going to factor in Kansas uh, and all that. And again, that's a, you know, you, you, you can, you can pull something off. I don't, I don't think that's likely, but anyway, it's fascinating. They've put, put themselves in a unique situation here. Because you're right. I think a couple of weeks ago, you would have thought you're, yeah. it's crazy. It's crazy to talk like that or even even suggest it. But here we are. It is. And Mark Adams is saying in the locker room things like, what, what a great story this can be. What a, I mean, this and it truly could. You're still you're still not there yet. But man, the progress is is unbelievable. And and just one more thing on the, the resume part of it. Texas Tech right now, four quadrant one wins is where they sit. You look at other teams in the field, like solidly in Joe Lenardi's bracketology or those sort of things. There's plenty of those that don't have four quadrant one wins up right. to this point. Like 
Like your St. Mary's, they have Lenardi has him as a fifth seed. They've got two quadrant one wins right now. Auburn is an eight seed. They've got two quadrant one wins. And to go along with that, Texas Tech's only got two losses outside of quadrant one. The only two quadrant two through quadrant four losses. So everything you've lost pretty well is. And I games. think that's I think that's actually OU and Louisville uh, that are yeah. you know I think are the two the quad two losses, um, and, and I Ohio think State that, not Louisville. Okay, my bad. I had no, the you're wrong, good. I had the wrong Maui. No, team. you're good. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, Louisville is rock bottom. They were quad right. four, I think. And you won. Um, because Oklahoma is maybe going to be in the quad two category because they've dropped a, a mm-hmm. bit, even though it's a road game. TCU's a quad one, Oklahoma State's a quad one, Kansas is a quad one. So the, the, these are the opportunities you have staring you in the face. Still there. And depending yep. on who you face in Kansas City, uh, neutral sort, neutral sort, neutral site, uh, you know, and all that, that could uh, end up being a quad one or quad two. Yeah. And again, this is what the NCAA committee looks at. We're talking all these quads and things like sure. that. That's, sure. the, that's the way they determine and how they weight these games and try to determine you know what what is what but your your net ranking which is what all this is based off of like right. after you beat west virginia it goes from the lower 60s to the mid to lower 50s uh after that so you're just kind of you know and again i, I would say though if you lose in norman that's probably a bad loss uh because they are the last place team it's not going to be easy by any means mm, no but that that that's a game that i think a very winnable there won't be but 2000 2 or 3000 people there if that uh, and, and those are tricky and an eight o'clock tip, it's going to be a weird environment there in Norman, but oh, yeah. it's a, it's a team that's not going to out, out talent you. That's for sure. And they're, they don't have a whole lot, uh, to play for either. Cause I think they're, they'd have to win the big 12 tournament, I guess, at this point to pretty close. Uh, yeah. Secure. Yeah. They're, they're in the late, uh, you know, like, I don't know, higher, higher sixties, I think from a net ranking standpoint. Yeah. So. If they won out that their net might climb quite a bit where they get yeah. into a conversation, but that's, that's pretty, uh, pretty far fetched. And, um, and yeah, you mentioned net ranking for tech before the Texas win, it was in the seventies, it was low seventies. So you, Texas tech has risen, um, astronomically in that, that category beauty of beauty of playing in the big 12 conference, because, <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of leagues that you're playing in simply by playing games against whoever opponent it is. It actually hurts your resume, but in the big 12, sure. you know, sometimes even the losses don't necessarily hurt you because mm-hmm. the numbers are suggesting that these big 12 teams, I mean, they, they released the top 16, 16 seeds according to the NCAA over the weekend. And I think five of the top 12 in the country uh, seed seated were from the Big Twelve Conference. That wow. that that is that is wild. And <laughs> so you know when you beat a Kansas State, you beat a a Texas, and then you beat a, a West Virginia. These are all NCAA tournament teams. So anyway, and I think you're being rewarded as such by the fact that you're you're in this conversation. So and and I'll tell you one thing we haven't talked about, and I'm not a super big fan of this because NIT stands for not in the tournament. <laughs> But but you you have played your way into the situation where you could in fact sure that could you know you're getting close to where that could be the 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 floor to where okay at the very minimum you're going to be in the NIT and maybe right. hosting uh, because of, of of what you've done you need to be over 500 and I think if you win one more one more game mm-hmm. I think that you get to the point where okay now you've kind of guaranteed a uh, a, a situation where you're going to be at least over 500 with your overall record if you were to lose the rest of them out or whatever yeah. so. 
anyway, we'll uh, we'll kind of see what that looks like. Uh, yeah, hoping that that's not the, but yeah, if that's the floor, would that be a conversation that you're taught that Mark Adams has with Davion Harmon and and with Kevin O'Banner and those sorts to say, hey, do you want to play in this, or is this just a fool on coaches? We're doing it or we're not. Oh, I, I think that is a combination administration, yeah. uh, I oh, think true. coaching staff, especially think, if you can host, that's, that's yeah, a good thing. I, yeah. I think your seniors, I mean, I, I think it depends on how healthy you are at that point. Yeah. The NIT is always tricky and I'm not suggesting, I, I'm just trying to introduce that mm-hmm. uh, as a thought process because I think because of what you've done and winning your last five of seven, and we haven't even really talked about the West Virginia game at all, but yeah. you, you, you know, you get pop Isaacs back. Yeah, uh, and you're starting to hear people say, "Okay, when healthy, this team looks like a NCAA tournament team." The problem right. is, was too much damage done when they weren't healthy to do anything about it, and that's kind of you're in that, you and, know, that uh, that conversation right now. And then you get into that territory. Okay, if you do enough, if you get to the six win mark or whatever, does the tournament committee consider that or take that into consideration that they weren't healthy for such a big chunk and now? You got everybody back. It, it gets into those bubble conversations, and we have no idea what they they think in the behind those closed doors. If if you've won enough, I, I think I think they possibly do consider it. If you just simply haven't, mm-hmm. I, I I could it break a tie? Could could those arguments be made on your behalf? I don't know, but all I know is you got to have the data uh, along with it. And sure. They can't. They can't presume that you would have won some of these games earlier in the season right. if you would have been healthy. Uh, you you just simply need to. But if it's between you and a couple of others, and you 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 had the injuries, and now you're just red hot right now. Uh, now that you're healthy, I mean, I think that you know. So we'll we'll see. And again, conferences don't get bids. Teams do. Right. Uh, you know that 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 you cannot say that enough at this time of year but you're just in a league where you're going to get potentially some benefit of the doubt here because your league is just a, it's a, a wagon, man. I mean, that's all there is to it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's take a quick stab at a few basketball questions and we'll move on change topics. Uh, Jacob asks, will tech be in the top 25 this week or you just have too many <laughs> losses after three straight top 15 te- wins over top 15 teams. Wouldn't they have to put them in? I, I appreciate the optimism. No, not 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 at all. Uh, you're not really even close to that. That that is, you're you're a ways off from that. I, I think. And again, I would tell you that's not really even all that important anyway. Watch the yeah Google NCAA net rankings. Uh, they're updated daily. That's the number you want to follow. It's updated. What's the safe number on that? Like, what what are you trying to get to? Forty ish? I can't I can't tell you because yeah. I don't know that there. The, the problem is it fluctuates every day based on other results. And mm-hmm. so, uh, you know, the other day you beat Kansas State and you're feeling really good about that. Well, Kansas State goes to Norman and sure. loses. Yep. And then all of a sudden your, your ranking actually drops and you you haven't done anything. <laughs> right. But, but, but your win over Kansas State all of a sudden in, in about 48 hours doesn't look as impressive because the, the, the data keeps getting added to. I, I can't tell you what. The, the safe number is I, I think if you're uh, again, I, I I would maintain that if you have a seven win or better record in the big 12 conference, mm-hmm. seven and 11 or, or even six and 12, depending on who those were against. Right. I, I think if, if other people would have done their part, I think you're, you're going to be in the, in the forties. Uh, but 
I, you know, I, is that good enough? I, I just simply can't tell you because there's so many other, you know, criteria that that has yet to be played out. You just don't know what everybody else is doing. Uh, Leah asked, what's going on with Daniel Bacho? Is it an injury or an illness or both? Yeah, it, it's uh, it's either foot or ankle. It's it's minor. I think they're just holding him out. Uh, I, I think, he, you know, he should be back at some point. It's just kind of another, you know, issue with this team. And that that's just to, you know, chalk mm-hmm. that up as just, you know, one more guy that you know hasn't been able to to be healthy and, and things like that yep. uh, because if you if you at some point have all of your pieces uh together and available you boy you really you'd like to think you you've got something that, that could be a lot of fun and a pain in the rear end for the opposition to deal with but yeah uh is that is that this week versus oklahoma or next week uh, or the, this weekend i should say versus tcu I, i'm i'm not real sure uh but Fardaz has actually shown me more than I was expecting to this point uh, because I think he, in some ways he had a bad game versus West Virginia and yet he produced mightily and was a big reason why you won this game. And I say bad game because at some point or at one point he's 0 for 9 from the field. Yeah, he missed a ton of shots around the rim, but he made a ton for you at the free throw line. So. And he rebounded. And, and he rebounded, I think, yeah. And I think, you know, I was talking to some of their people before the game started, and they were all very concerned about him and, and were, were suggesting, boy, he makes a huge difference. He does. Uh, you know, West Virginia is really worried about him and this and that just because he's he's skilled and and has so much size. And, you know, he had a double-double. And yeah. you're right. I mean, two for 11 from the field, but you, you're 10 for 10 from the stripe. And this is the game within the game and why you won. I mean, Absolutely. and Jalen Tyson played well. And I thought uh, Kevin O'Banner did not actually yeah. produce a whole lot, which is another sign that you should be really optimistic about mm-hmm. because you went and won on the road in this league and he was yeah. a semi non-factor here. Yeah, Harmon, same thing. No, I mean, he, he was not as good as he's been in the last few games. Uh, didn't finish around the rim as well. Turned it over too much. But again, you you didn't play your best game. And still one on the road. So I agree with you completely that you you're moving in the right direction and tech is simply winning games they weren't earlier. They're they're finding a way to to close games out. Uh one more basketball question. Brent asks, if everyone was healthy level, who would be your ideal starting five? Um yeah, I mean, I I probably would uh if everybody's healthy, I probably you know, have, have pop and, and, and Harmon and Jalen Tyson, O'Banner and Fardaz, I guess. But I, I think that mm-hmm. you, you could make the argument. There's some chemistry there to where it's good to have like a, like pop off the bench, you know, against West Virginia was really good because I think it infused some juice yeah. off the bench a bit. Um, I think Kerwin Walton is somebody that has started a lot of these games and, I think it's allowed for more pop off the bench, not literally, uh, no pun intended there, but <laughs> it, it, it is allowed some, some, because prime example, you, you were outscored 50 to 15 in mm-hmm. bench points when West Virginia came to your place uh, in, about three or four weeks ago. Okay. And that was, you know, why you lost. Yeah. And I think you outscore them in this 
rematch 20 to 17 and it was because of, of pop isaac's 15 points that are largely responsible there there's sure. just been far too often where you just don't have any mm-hmm. any help or any offense off the bench at all so uh, that's the starting five that i would i would go to but again when when completely healthy i, I could see that you'd make the argument to kind of leave somebody on the bench that is is a that you would finish the game with how about that yeah uh because you know it, it's in a lot of cases, it's who you finish with, not who you start with. And and Bacho, the non-conference version of Bacho, is is completely different than what we've saw in league play for a variety of reasons. But I mean, he was one of your best players, you know, in in November and early December until he got kind of ill and then yeah. has been dealing with a variety of different injuries. All right, moving on to uh, the football conversation. You mentioned earlier it was early last week that the news comes out, but. Uh, Texas Tech now has all 10 of their assistants under multi-year contracts. You give raises to both coordinators and extend contracts there. So this is this is good as the salary pool increases by about $800,000 to $7.5 million uh, total for your salary pool. You're just in new territory in terms of the total commitment investment uh, in, in your football program right now. Yeah, well, and that those are the two key words I think, uh, Woodman, that you know, commitment and and investment because that's what it takes uh, in college sports the this day and age. I think specifically when it comes to football and college hoops, you you th- these are the two revenue producing sports, uh, and I think that in football uh, that there's so many more changes being made very quickly and earlier in the processes that I think because I will tell you that. You you had one of the members of your staff was gone after by a, a blue blood program mm-hmm. just in this last week, okay, and and turned mm-hmm. it down. And I can't say that it's because of the recent contract extension that he got, but I, I just think uh, that there's been multiple like kind of so one. This is a credit to to Kirby and the administration for sure. investing here, and I think too. Don't don't lose sight on the fact that this is a credit to Joey and that the bulk of this staff in its entirety wants to be here and working for and with this guy uh, because I think he makes yeah. it fun. He makes it uh, you, you're going to win, at least you've done to this point. And I think he's not going to grind you down to where you're up there all hours of the night and it's just a miserable experience. Uh, so I think there's a lot to like about, you know, and and, and again, your your football staff alone, but your strength coach, you know, your ops people, your recruiting staff. I mean, you've you've got a lot under contract now that I think Joey's really trying to put his best foot forward and keep some continuity and stability together because that's what that's what wins and that's what creates culture and that's what wins in college football these days. Do you know? I was asked this question earlier this week and I wasn't sure the answer on it. Do you know where that that whole salary pool? assistant coach salary pool lines up with with those around the country elsewhere or even elsewhere in the big 12 it well it, it's changing uh i i don't I, I know it's it used to be near the worst in power five and i think now you're you're nowhere near uh last yeah. but i think you've really stepped up and one part of this is your head coach isn't making as much money mm-hmm. as as others are i think that he just got a contract extension Sure, but if you look at like him compared to some of the other folks, I mean, it, it's maybe half. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, there, there's a lot of 
six, seven, eight, nine million dollar football coaches out there in the country. Sure. And whether they deserve that or not, that's that's for other people to decide that. But obviously who who's employing them feels this way. I mean, like Lane Kiffin, for example. Lane Kiffin's making essentially twice as much as what Joey McGuire yeah. made and, and Joey McGuire handed it to him. You know, but that's that's life in the SEC and that's life of okay, we got a guy, if we lose him, what are we gonna do? You know, kind of thing. Right. Like what what where do we go and we got to have something reputable, but all that stuff. But I, I can't tell you specifically on, uh, you know, there, there's that you, the USA Today will will always do that each year where they yeah really gather that info, and it doesn't include the private schools. So TCU and and the Baylor's of the world aren't aren't necessarily factored in there. But you, right. you get a pretty good idea when they release that info. So didn't leave much time to talk about it. Sorry, but the the conference realignment world is ablaze again. There's all sorts of rumors floating <laughs> around when we're talking about Big Twelve, Pac twelve, even people talking of mergers and such things now. So it's it's a well, well you have media just, you have media fights. Yeah, media the, yeah, media fights you, going you, on. You have you have the the Big Twelve commissioner going on the 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 two guys that are the the, the largest mouthpieces for uh-huh. the Pac-12 conference and and basically kind of telling them what's up you know and and doing it in a very PC professional manner I don't know what's going to happen here I think that you you are very naive if you are sitting there wherever you're listening to this and you're going man the Pac-12 is just fine they're going to be just fine I just don't I don't <laughs> think that is the case uh, I think there's a variety of different opinions out there. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if you're the Big 12, I mean, Brett Yormark has told you every step of the way what his intentions are. Mm-hmm. I think he's he's told you flat out he wants to get into the fourth time zone, which is the West Coast or the Pacific time zone. I think he is telling you he's going to expand. It's not if or when or anything. It's It's a matter of fact. And it's just a matter with who and kind of the timetable yeah. there. And uh, I just can't imagine that you've got some of these schools with some options like the Washingtons and the Oregons, because we need to start there. You, 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 everybody's focused on the that's everybody's focused on the four corner schools. Yeah, it, it, we, that was with the assumption that Oregon and Washington were going to go to the to the Big Ten, right? And there may not be as much interest in them in the Big Ten wanting that because of the change in commissioners. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I just I don't know, but that's where it starts. It doesn't start with the Utahs, the Arizona schools, and certainly not Colorado. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, because I can I can envision a scenario to where if you really wanted to add four, okay, and that's where you wanted to do it, that Arizona State and Colorado would be out. See ya. Yeah. You know, yeah, the, the, you're, you're, you're going to take Arizona, you're going to take Utah, you're going to take Oregon, you're going to take Washington. You know, I mean, like, you know, so I don't know the number you're ideally looking on. I think that's a matter of what what is it worth to you with your TV contracts, what's built in and, and all that. But I, I, I think that he's not going to say it this way. But ultimately, I mean, we, we can't we can say it this way. I think Brett Yarmark's next goal is to really destroy the Pac-12 conference. I don't think that's necessarily his intention because I think he's going to tell you, I'm trying to do what's best for my league. Sure. I'm trying to make sure my league is good for well off into the future. And if this is what's best for my league and it really sucks for you guys, I, I hate it. But that that's kind of where 
where we are here. And the Big Ten does have some say. They can change the dynamic at any time. Right. And th- and that's where it just is super interesting. The Washington-Oregon conversation, it's almost a strike while the iron's hot opportunity for the Big 12 while the Big Ten is sitting there in limbo with with commissioner or not having a commissioner. So I think – I don't know what's going to end up happening, but I think – it does not feel like there's any stability to with the Pac-12 right now. You, you're hearing reports well, of, of half yeah. of, of what they were originally yeah. offered from ESPN and these sorts of things. The, the, the teams cannot be um, feel any sort of stability themselves by, by staying there. So I think if the, the branch is extended from them, I would be surprised uh, that if, if they didn't end up in another league, especially the Big 12. It tells you all you need to know that the Pac-12 felt the need to send out oh, yeah. uh, a, a release via <laughs> their their conference social media accounts that they're all lockstep and they're all aligned. That that's a joke, man. Yeah. If, if, if I mean, they're out there the interviewing case, SMU. <laughs> yeah, if that is indeed the case, you don't need to tell anybody that. Yeah, uh, and, right. and it and it speaks to the contrary, in my opinion. So I'm not sure what. PR firm or what consultant or who advised them that this would be the best thing, uh, you know, to do to, to, to calm everybody down. Because if anything, it actually makes everything that much more murkier as far as I'm concerned. And there's plenty of, uh, anonymous PAC 12, uh, administrators or athletic officials and all that stuff that are talking anonymously that are extremely concerned. Oh yeah. And I know you're going to get a lot of the academic smack. You're going to get a lot of the (laughs) academic talk and all that crap. Yeah, And I'm just telling you, man, at the end of the day, there's some of these athletic programs that want to get paid and can't mm-hmm. afford to operate the way they have been exactly. without it. So you can you can take your academic smack and and, and all that stuff and, and end up in a in a group of five type league. But that's what's ultimately going to end up happening if right. if if you try to be the holier than now, you know, with some of that stuff. So we'll see that that's for. That's for some of those school presidents and athletic directors and, and boosters to ultimately decide kind of what they want to do with their with their future. Well, Level, it was fun this week. Uh, I, I like talking about wins. So whatever you've been doing <laughs> the last couple of weeks, which whichever sock you're putting on first, keep it going. And, uh, and hopefully we can uh, continue this trend into next week. It's about hitting shots. It's about rebounding. <laughs> it's about making free throws. It's about not turning the ball over as much. It's about being healthier. It has nothing to do with how I put on uh, my my pairs of socks there. Well, but, you know, yeah, so, but still, yeah, but don't, I, don't change it I up. Feel you. I way. feel you. I get, I'm picking up what you're putting good. down, buddy. Yeah, that's right. Well, well, hey, man, and enjoyed it. What is this episode? 20... 26. 26. 26 oh, of man. Them. Yeah, we're uh, we're aging right before our eyes here. Pretty fast. Goodness yeah. gracious. Yes, that's right. <laughs> All right, man. We'll have a great week, and we'll we'll do it again next week. Okay, man. Appreciate it, Choice. Keep hope alive, everybody. That's Chris Lovell. I'm Choice Woodman. You've been tuned in to the Ask Level Podcast, brought to you by Double T 97. You've been listening to the Ask Level Podcast, powered by Double T 97.3.